this topic today is a good one. It's identifying a common enemy. As we share our knowledge and experience, we help other innovative thinkers unleash their potential. As a result, our personal growth becomes exponential. Exponential. We are building bridges and changing lives by making space for authentic relationships to build trust. This leads to organic collaboration and real synergy. Welcome to the Bridge Builders Podcast, resourcing innovative thinkers with the tools and opportunities to thrive. Opportunities to thrive. Hey, and welcome to the next episode of the Bridge Builder Podcast, where we are building bridges and changing lives. I am your host, Chauncey Horton, and my guy, Peter Hartzell with Treehouse Media Co. Uh, We are back at it again. And uh, this this topic today is a good one. It is one that uh, Peter and I have kind of kicked back and forth. We've seen different seen it from different perspectives and excited to really jump into the conversation. And it's identifying a common enemy, right? The common enemy uh, in life, in business, in every area. What is uh, our vantage point? What, what are we really doing battle with? Is it each other? Is it the competitor? Is it um, the person down the hall in the next cubicle? Is it, you know, that person going for the promotion? Is it your spouse, your family? Who is the common enemy? What are we really doing battle? Is it capitalism, right? People are, is it the left? Is it the right? You know, what? what is the, the enemy that really vexes us? What's at the core that's stopping us from getting to our next level uh, of success and our lives, our career, whatever, man. Peter, what, what are your thoughts on that, man? What's the common enemy? So this is obviously opinion, more of an opinion piece than, than like an absolute truth, because I know everybody's circumstances are very different. Um, and I've thought quite a bit about this uh, topic because this is, you know, this is really at the crux for me personally. And I, I can, again, only speak for myself, but my experience has been that uh, there, there's really one common thing or theme when I start to see problems or issues or struggles in my personal development, my business growth, business development. And, you know, it, it's like, you just hit on a bunch of different things. Like, is it the economy? Is it the political you know, climate? Is it global warming? <laughs> you know, is it, is it, are, am I in the wrong industry? Do I have a bad boss? You know, all the different things. What's the common theme there? It's all external and it's all outside of our control, right? All of those things are things that we don't have any control over. And, you know, social media, in my opinion, exists to prey on and, and um, create, and this is kind of my world, the, the content world that I, I live in. Social media exists to find external problems make them personal problems, tell you why it's a problem for you, get you frustrated, get you talking about it with other people. And then we get into these echo chambers where we're constantly talking about all the problems in the world and everything else that's going on. And whether you're on the left or the right or somewhere in the middle, you're, it's, it's really easy to find problems, especially in the social media culture where, you know, majority of our friends on Facebook and Instagram and all that think like us, you know, and I have a pretty wide swath of friends in social media, people that are very conservative, people that are very liberal and everything in between. 
And so it's funny because I think Facebook doesn't know what to do with me because they're like, I get ads for this and I'll get ads for this and I'll get, you know, like this post and this post and they are both like diametrically opposed to each other. And so if I think Facebook might be like, who's this guy over here? That's like <laughs> divergent. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Um, and I kind of did that on purpose because I, I generally, uh, uh, I've learned, and this is going to be my answer to the thing. I've learned that when I get stuck in an echo chamber, I get stuck buying or, or just consuming content from a very specific point of view, then I tend to be, uh, demonize or vilify or, or make enemies of people that think differently from me instead of actually having a, a, a genuine um, desire to understand, to really have understanding of, okay, so you think differently from me. Why? You know, your experience has, my experience has taught me this is the way to think. Your experience may have told you this is the way to think. And so we're not in at odds with each other. It's just that our our, our upbringing, our culture, our you know our uh, socioeconomic position has kind of groomed us to think and act and behave and surround us ourselves with a certain type of person. We, you know, and if you look at the animal kingdom, everybody's different. El- we're we're going to get into that. That's for sure. <laughs> that's going to be our next episode. But you look at like the animal kingdom, elephants hang out with elephants, giraffes hang out with giraffes, lions hang out with lions. You know, it's not that like, you know, black, the black and white debate, black, black people tend to hang out with black people. White people tend to hang out with white people. Mexicans tend to hang out. With- we're, we're living in a, a and I, you know, I'm from Montana where the, um, the majority of the people in Montana are white and Montanan. I mean, there, there's not a lot of diversity, <laughs> cultural diversity. Uh, when we moved to Tennessee, you know, we lived in Spring Hill, which is about 30 miles south of Nashville. And again, very much white. I mean, white and Southern. So there's not a lot of cultural diversity, but the a lot of my friends are all over the place, you know? And so I think what, what I'm, I'm saying all this stuff to kind of paint a big picture and talk about how everything seems to be external, all the problems that we deal with in the world today. To me, the common enemy is not all the external problems we're dealing with. To me, the common enemy is a lack of personal responsibility, taking Mm. responsibility for whatever you're dealing with, whatever your circumstance may be. And, um, you know, I I had some experiences in the past with some other business. uh, uh, I was in freight brokering and I had just had some experiences. It was an industry I was not super familiar with. And you know, I had some things that happened where I felt like I was legitimately victimized and taken advantage of. And, um, you know, it was really hard for me. It derailed me. It, 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 uh, I, I had a, about a two or three year period of time where I just felt like I was spinning my wheels and I was blaming everything around me. And it's this person's fault and it's this thing's fault and it's this circumstance. And, you know, if this person would just do this, then, then everything would be okay. And, you know, I, I, I realized at the end of that, the day, and this was the, the crux of me starting Treehouse Media, I realized that, uh, and actually my wife helped me figure this out. Uh, I think she knew it all along too, but she was just kind of waiting for me to get to that point where she could come in and say, hey, you got to stop. You got to stop wise, blaming everybody. Man. Yeah, exactly. So wise. So wise. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's why God made made women right. so that we so that we could you know we'll we'll spend our time doing our thing and then the the wife will come in and say all right enough's enough right let's get this together that's right and and she, you know she really was like take some responsibility here and let's do something different like stop blaming everything else and everybody else for all of your supposed problems let's take a first of all let's take a heart of gratitude let's look at what we do have and be grateful for the things that we have. 
and, you know, get outside that cycle of, of negativity all the time and, and get grateful for the things that we do have and then do something about it and, and, and be proactive. And so what I learned is, uh, and, and I'll, uh, I'll make a kind of a, a recommendation. If you've never read, there's a book called the Oz principle mm. uh, and it came out about 20 years ago. It's an old business book, but the principles are really profound and they really center on, um, the story of the wizard of Oz. They look at all the different characters, the lion, the scarecrow, uh, the straw man, uh, Dorothy, the wicked witch of the West, Glinda, all the different, you know, all the different characters and, and what role do they play? And, and really it's almost like an allegory for real life. And what's the common theme here is all these people, all these characters are trying to go to this place called Oz to meet this magical wizard that would, you know, magically make all their problems, uh, fix all their problems. They're going to, you know, Dorothy will get to go home. You know, the, we're going to get a brain, we're going to get a heart, we're going to get courage, you know, everything's going to be right in the world. And they were looking for an external solution to an internal problem. And when Dorothy, uh, ultimately, when they, when they realized that the, if you haven't seen the wizard of Oz, I'm going to say spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> but come on, if you haven't seen the wizard of Oz, where have you right, living right. under a rock? But, you know, then they discover that the, the, uh, the wizard is kind of a fraud and he's not really capable of giving them the thing that they were looking for in the way that they were looking for it. But he really did help them discover that the answers that they were looking for were already there right inside of them. They already had access. You know, Dorothy could have clicked her heels together at any point on that journey and she would have gone back to Kansas. But she had to go through that journey of really a journey of self-discovery to get to a point where she realized that you know, there's no place like home. And all I got to do is click my heels and I can go home. And, you know, the, the other characters, the, the, the character that got the heart, the brain, uh, courage, you know, all that, it was already inside of them. They just didn't know how to access it. And to me, the way that they learned how to access it was to take some responsibility for their life. Mm. So the answer to the question, in my opinion, this whole, uh, I don't want to downplay or negate or make light of your circumstance. I know that, I know that it can be really hard when you are legitimately victimized and I've been in that place. It's, it's demoralizing. It's, you know, it's hard to wake up in the morning. Sometimes you, you look in the mirror and you're like, how do I get through this? I don't know what to do. Like I want to take responsibility for something, but I just don't know what to do next. So I want to encourage you that there is a way there is hope. And so what we're here to do today, I think with this podcast is to give you some of those tools and help you to kind of get outside of your funk, to rise above it and to figure out what is the next right step that you can take to take some responsibility. And for me, the very first thing, and I'll I'll let Chauncey, I'll let you weigh in on this, but this will be the last thing I'll say on this topic. But for me, the best way to start is to take a look at all the circumstances and issues in your life where you feel like you're putting blame or you feel victimized or you feel like there's external problems. Maybe it's political. Maybe it's economical. Maybe it's something with your spouse or your you know, friends or your boss or whatever. And they may be legitimately difficult circumstances. Uh, but look at those circumstances and ask the question, what can I do? What can I do to make this better? What can I do to work through this? What is something that I can legitimately do so that when I put my head on the pillow, I can say, I did everything in my power to work through this. And what happens then is that if you're being victimized, your uh, 
you know, whether that's a boss or, or, or a friend or, or a spouse or somebody else that's doing something to you that you feel victimized by, if you can say at the end of the day, I did everything in my power to apply myself, to find a solution, to make it better, then the power that that victimization has over you is gone. There is, it ha- there is no power left in that yeah. because you don't have anything left to blame but yourself. So if anything goes wrong, all you have to, left to do is to say, I didn't do enough. Now, I don't want to say that to say, work yourself to the bone, and if things are going wrong in your life, it's all your fault. I mean, that, yeah. that, that could be the easy next way to think. That's not the point. The point is not to try to find find the person or the thing to blame. The point is to try to, is to get yourself to a point where you can say I'm doing and did everything in my power and I'm going to keep doing more to move forward and to not in other words not find things to blame or not to try to find excuses. Excuses yeah. are the quickest way to kill your dream. Yeah. And that is absolutely true. If you if you want to kill your dream, if you want to kill your your progress, then start finding excuses. And I promise you that's the fastest way to get there. So yeah. I want to encourage you. Let's, let's figure out how to find solutions to problems and take some personal responsibility. And we're going to see all ships rise. If we can do this as a community, join our network. Let's do this thing together. That's why we're here to help encourage and support and, and help you to empower you to, to get where you're trying to go. And this is, in my opinion, this is step number one. Let's, let's go. Let's go. I'm excited. Dude, that's good. That's so good. That's so good. When we were kind of doing our, our, our notes about this and talking about it, your perspective on the common enemy being um, that personal responsibility piece was was a light bulb for me because it is, you know, it is a piece that we control, right? It's a part where uh, if we do battle with that, then everything else becomes uh, less, right? Less of a hurdle, less of an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Um but my thought process, the, the the area that I want to highlight is the circumstance itself, right? Is the yeah. external beast, right? The intangible but external beast of, of life and of achievement. You know, there is legit resistance yeah. that happens, right? And so if we can understand that that is the common, a commonality that we all have on our jobs, uh, in our businesses, in our churches, in our homes, in our communities, there, that there's legit resistance that we're all facing, you know, then it helps us to have a little bit more synergy in mm-hmm. our dealings as opposed to the echo chamber, right? Like you could be on polar sides of sure. a topic or a position, but knowing that the, at the end of the day, right, everybody's looking for acceptance. Everybody wants a good quality of life. Everybody wants good relationship with their families and, and friends, and they want to feel fulfilled in life, right? And so, you know, if we're all, you know, at, at our core as human beings pursuing that deal and knowing that there's a, a common resistance, whether, you know, your issue as a kid might not have been the one that I faced. Yeah. Right. You know, and but but, you know, there was a hurdle that Peter, you know, had to overcome in his childhood, in his family and his growing up and his, you know, maturation to get to this point of life. Uh, and it may be different from mine, but you had your own deal like you know, the service industry, right? We, we deal with, um, we're late, right? We're having a hard day or hard morning with our kids or the wife. We got into a little tiff and I'm headed to work and I'm rushing. And now I'm a little bit, fr- I'm not friendly, right? But I go to get my coffee and I'm like, you know, got this stuff on my mind. Uh, if I can remember, hey, maybe this lady who's the barista who's serving the coffee, or maybe it's a guy, you know, who maybe he had a, a hard morning, you know, maybe, 
their store is under pressure and, and the boss just chewed everybody out beforehand. And at the end of the day, hey, man, commonality, you know, common enemy is that, you know, we are trying to live and experience more. We're trying to level up. We're trying to have um, what we see as the American dream for our lives. Mm-hmm. And if we know that there's some commonality in that, and it's not me against you, it's not me versus the barista. Now, this incident at, at Starbucks or wherever your coffee shop is, is, you know, uh, going to dictate the rest of your day. It's like, man, you know what? I had a rough morning. They had a rough morning. Life is happening. You know, let's, you know, let, let's make some peace about it and then move the moment forward, you know, in that way. And just really put perspective to, uh, circumstances and situations so that there can be more synergy in our interpersonal relationships and in our dealings, you know? So, you know, as we are, like Peter was saying, this is, this is more of opinion kind of podcast. We just want to encourage you in how you see uh, life, how you see your hurdles, the obstacles that are real, Mm. you know, they are real, but we're all facing them, right? Mm. We're all having to deal with them. But then if you take personal responsibility for yours, you know, then you can move, your things forward. Right. It's really hard to do. I mean, that is so, it's so hard to do. It's way easier said than done because you know what, what, you know, I, we're sitting here in our cushy little podcast studio doing, (laughs) doing this, talking to you, trying to rob people up and say, Hey, let's take some responsibility. And then you may be dealing with something that's really, really hard. Like you may be dealing with something that is unfathomable and you know, it's, it's a challenge. It's something that, that very few people may understand, you know, and, but what you're talking about is empathy. Like mm, you're, we're talking right. about like when you're at the coffee shop, you had a bad morning and you're, you know, you're looking at your barista and, and you're like, you know, maybe they had a bad morning too. So I'm going to choose to not be rude to my barista because I had a bad morning. It's not their fault that I had a bad morning. Right. And so what, you know, or, you know, we see this all the time at restaurants, people get snippy with their waiters or food takes too long. Well, you know, the waiter's the one that takes the brunt of the criticism from, you know, the people at their table yeah. and understanding like, what would, like, if I were in that person's position, if I were waiting tables, you know, I, I want to give big props, big kudos to people in the service industry right now, especially yeah. in our, in our, in our day, because, you know, it's really easy. And especially a year or two ago, it was really easy to not show up, not go to work. Cause the government was throwing out checks. You know, they were right. like, Hey, don't go to work. Here's a check. And it was easy to take that check and be like, eh, I could take a week off or I could just not show up or I could find a better job somewhere else. Um, you know, I, I saw I saw this post on Facebook uh, about a week ago. And this guy had a picture of like a uh, some old ranch style brick home. And it said like 10 years ago, this or not even 10, five years ago, this house was one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. And, you know, minimum wage was seven twenty five. And now that house is $500,000 and minimum wage is still seven twenty-five. And the point of the post was minimum wage is too low and real estate, you know, prices are going too high. How can millennials buy houses? How can anybody buy a house, you know, in this climate? And, you know, to be honest with you, my knee jerk reaction was, why are we squabbling over minimum wage jobs? Like we're talking about the wrong problem here. We're, we're acknowledging that the fact that minimum wage hasn't really changed, but if minimum wage is the thing that would save us, if we had a higher minimum wage, 
then, you know, the problem is just going to be pushed into a different sector, different area. So the reality is the real estate market is bonkers. People are trying to find, you know, moving all over the place. And we just did it twice in a year. We moved twice in one year in the worst possible time to move, you know, with when real estate, this is not a, this is not a buyer's market. And so I, I know firsthand what that's all about. And so rather than saying, well, that house is too expensive, or, oh, this is a bad time to buy a house or minimum wage is too low or whatever. What if I try to figure out how could I, how could I make the kind of living that would make it so that I don't need to worry about whether it's $500,000 or a million dollars or a million five, or maybe it's 125 or whatever it is, like whatever that number is, rather than, than squabbling over the fact that minimum wage is too low or, or, or jobs are not as accessible, this is my props to service industry people. You're showing up every day, getting paid honestly less than minimum wage. Your wages are against your tips, right? And people are tipping less and going right. out to eat less, but demanding more. You know, so I, there is there's a lot of reasons. This is a good example. There's a lot of reasons to find excuses. There's a lot of good, like legitimate reasons to say, you know, what I'm struggling because of all these external things. And you can't just snap your fingers and change your circumstances, but you certainly can show up. You can certainly start applying yourself, start doing some things like, like joining this network and, and yeah. getting in, in community with other people that are going to help pull you, kind of pull you out of that cycle and have empathy. Like we, we want to carry that. That's part of our culture is having empathy and understanding whole reason we exist is to help you level up, to, to empathize with your situation and circumstance, and then say, all right, here's some tools and some things that you can do right now to get yourself out of that circumstance and into a better position. So I think that all of this, this is a very key central topic for our, for this podcast and for bridge builders as a whole uh, organization. Oh, 100%, 100% with the right, having the right perspective is critical having the right vantage point yeah. even just not perspective but seeing it from the right angle to know all right there there's there's work to be done here you know there's real issues but we're in it together fighting it but ultimately i have within me uh, authority access power and opportunity to do something about where i am and what's happening around me so man yeah. identify the common enemy even if we didn't hit it specifically Today, with our thoughts and our uh, opinions, it is very, I want to encourage you to uh, size it up, weigh it. What What is the thing, right? What is the common enemy that is plaguing your, your organization, right? Your community, your business. What is that thing? And then put energy on doing battle with that as opposed to the ancillary other distractors that will burn up your energy, consume your time and not move your mission forward. Right. And and you're connected here with this network because you want to level up financially and in your career and in your profession. And so specifically in those areas, what are what are the barriers? What are the hurdles? Uh, acknowledge those, size them up and then do battle with them. And thank you guys again for tuning in to this Bridge Builder podcast where we are building bridges and changing lives. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us as we share our knowledge and experience with you to give you the tools and opportunities to thrive. We are building bridges and changing lives. Connect with us on social at Bridge Builders. That's B-R-I-D-G-E-B-L-D-R-S and www.bridge-builders.co.